there was something that was shared on Instagram or WhatsApp yesterday, and it and it struck me, and it was this. It was C.S. Lewis. It was a quote from C.S. Lewis, and it said, "A stable had something in it. A stable had something in it that was bigger than our whole world." When we think of the baby, and yeah. But actually, we know that that baby was the king of kings, wasn't he? And the Lord of lords. He was God himself, come to the earth in the flesh. But um, a stable had something in it. The stable had something in it. Sorry, a stable had something in it that was bigger than our whole world. Amazing, huh? What a thought. Advent Sunday for me in the calendar is always a, um, a wonderful celebration I love it because when I was a child as I'm sure some of you and some of you still do it with your children out comes the advent calendar where you count down to the big day and uh, I used to love that when I was little and I can remember the rules and regulations around opening it which wasn't very good we had to be very disciplined but um, it, it was something that I enjoyed advent but to do it as a church over the years is always a good thing because it's a reminder of what we've experienced and what's coming, you know? Because Advent is the season, the, you know, Jesus is the reason for the season, isn't he? And it's good to come back to the heart of the matter, which is Jesus. You know, it's all about Jesus. It's why you can even sit today and think about stirring the gift because of Jesus, because of what Jesus has done for you. And um, when we were talking about today and um, doing what we've done with the gifts in the bucket as a bit of a family activity to have some fun and and uh, Bill talked about with me, you know, that it's actually, it, you know, it's going to stir up to, fight, to, to f get to the gift. You've got to stir it up, you know, and then you receive the gift. And but some some of the stirring up of your gifts will cause a lot, maybe not as much as I thought we'd have actually, but we actually thought we'd have mess everywhere. And Bill said to me, you know, sometimes when you stir up your gift, it causes a bit of mess. It causes a mess depending on the gift that is stirred up in you, you know, because sometimes it can be provoking. It can be uh, difficult for other people. Um, but it's a good thing to do to stir up the gift within you and to love and to care and to be kind and do all those things. But the Bible is full of um, promises uh, that and gifts, not promises, sorry, gifts that God has given to you and to me. And it really is our responsibility to stir that gift up. But I suppose it's like anything. Because I think our lives, every moment of every day, we make choices, don't we? We have to make choices every day. And uh, we can make the choices that we make for good or for bad. You know, we can be really positive or really negative with response to different things, yeah? And we can think, oh, not now, not now, put it off, put it off. What if that putting off is a nudge from God that rescues someone? Like Kate talked about that picture she had last week when she said she saw the whirlpool and she didn't quite understand at first what was going on because there were people in the whirlpool swirling around. And then she saw someone knelt on the side of the whirlpool and that person was pulling people out of the whirlpool. And she realized that that person was Jesus. 
And as they came out, they would kneel and rescue others. That was the picture, wasn't it, Kate? And I think that is nothing, that's a fantastic illustration. And God is so kind and good to us when he reveals things. And when God reveals knowledge and understanding, he expects it to be applied. And I think we can do really good here the team at inspiring you and challenging you and encouraging you and teaching you and trying to say look this is the right way to go it's up to you then what you do with it but one of the biggest things I think is actually is for you and I to get a grip of what really our life is about and our life yours in my life and there's no one exempt here unless you've not come into relationship with Jesus yet through salvation But every one of us here has a role to play, and that is in the rescue mission, and that is rescuing other people. And that's done not by battering people over the head with a Bible, not dragging friends to church. That's not the way it's done. It's not done, I don't believe, these days by the evangelists with the thousands of people. It's done by individual people like you and I, stirring up the gifts within us that God has given And I think if you think about what you're good at inside, I'm not going to ask you to do it, but if you think about what you're good at, what are you good at doing? What are you good at doing? Because those are the things that God's placed in you. Remember, he knew you before you were one day old in your mother's womb. He knew you. He had a plan for you. And his purposes are good. And his purposes are that you and I will have a great life. But it doesn't mean that we don't have the ups and we don't have the downs and we don't have the disappointments. And it's not all rosy, is it? It's a real, you know, it's a tough life, actually, you know. And when you walk with Jesus, that's not it done, is it? And everything's easy. Sometimes, actually, when you when you begin to walk with Jesus, as you journey with him, things in your life are revealed to you that actually are not quite good enough in the sense of his standard. And he starts revealing things so that things will be changed. And Bill and I have learned lessons over the years in that whenever there's a crisis, whenever there's something going on, whenever there's, uh, I mean, I think we've had some big family fallout, haven't we? You know, with issues of trauma that are traumatized, well, traumatized me, but thank God, God is who he is and he brings freedom, you know, to us. But, um, you know, in all the trauma we can come through because God is at work in us to perfect us. So whatever we face at any moment in any day, Bill and I tend to go, what's God doing it? What's God doing in this? And I can remember recently, Bill had had a conversation with another leader and um, things were being discussed with Bill and Bill turned to them and just said, what's God doing in this? What do you think is the right thing in this? What do you think the Holy Spirit's doing? What's he shaping? What's he nudging? What's he doing? And the person, I think I'm right in saying, said to Bill, you're the first person that's ever said that to me. Because I think when you're prepared to look at yourself, what's going on, God? What is going on? Then things are revealed that you can put things in place in the right way, you know? And we can get over our selfishness and our unkindness and our greediness. We can get over that. Because we're led by the spirit. And if you're led by the spirit, you're no longer led by your evil desires. You walk his way and you reveal the things to other people that he says he reveals in his word. 
When um, I was thinking about today, three, three statements came into mind, three words, solve it, four actually, salvation, the Holy Spirit, and eternal life. The ho- salvation, my journey with God started when I was saved, when I understood that I was a sinner, when I understood I did things wrong, didn't, think, didn't do things to his standard. Some I thought I was a pretty good person, pretty okay. But I realized that my life wasn't his standard. And I realized that to come into relationship with my father in heaven, that I believe was always there, it was then revealed to me that actually it's through Jesus Christ the Son and only Jesus Christ the Son that I can have that relationship with the father. So I thank God for the day I was led on that journey to be in that place of understanding how I can come into relationship with the Father. And you and I know it. It's the cross. It's the cross of Jesus Christ that we um, understand is the way to the Father. It's the link between earth and heaven. It's the cross. And we have to make that step, that journey of submitting and surrendering and say, okay, God, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I've messed up. I've not done things pretty good but I'm sorry please forgive me forgiveness is a key and when God comes and forgives us it's as though he washes us as white as snow and we take a total turn because we live our lives this way going our way and when we acknowledge the cross and we say God I'm sorry it's as though we take a was that 180 180 degree turn and no longer do we live our way but we live for him we live for him. We should be living for him. But are we in that place of apathy? Are we in that place of, oh, I can't be bothered? Are we in that place of, oh, I can't do that? Where are we at? Because it's only you and I that can rescue the people, remember? Jesus has rescued you and me and pulled us out of a pit or a whirlpool or wherever you were at. He's pulled us up and out and he set us free to walk a journey with him. But he then expects you to be those people rescuing the people out of that whirlpool that Kate shared the picture of. You and I are those people that rescue the town, rescue our neighbours. It's you and I. How is it done? You don't have to be an evangelist. That's not what it's about. You and I have to be you and I, full of the gifts that God's given us. Now, if you said to me, What's God given you? I can tell you the gift that God gave me on the day I gave my life to him when I was 26 years old. And that was the gift of love. The gift of love, I know that. Categorically, I knew that I was filled with love because prior to knowing Jesus, I was quite selfish. And as long as I had what I needed, everything was fine and dandy. But I realized that my, my um, reaction to other people, no matter what background, no matter whether they were fat or thin or tall or small or black or white, it didn't matter to me. I loved them. I loved them. And that was a dramatic change, wasn't it, in my life? Yeah? And so salvation, really important, okay? It's the reason why you can even think of stirring the gift because God's on your case. Yeah? Okay? Um, The Holy Spirit, I learned very early on, is very, very, very key. I live by the person of the Spirit. It's the power of God in me to do the things that Jesus needs me to do. 
And I have learned to respond to that sp the spirit of God. And I've told you before, and I do it, and I do it every so often. I did it recently. Sometimes I try. The other day I was out shopping and um, doing a lot of shopping. And my trolley was quite a way away from the trolley park. And I can't remember now. I think it was raining and it was horrible. I don't like getting my hair wet. I hate it. So I was like, mm, okay, and pa pack the boot, shut the boot, trolley. Hmm, oh, I could put it over there. Can't do it. Can't do it. And I have to put it back because it's doing what is right. And I've trained myself to do that. I've trained to learn when I get that nudge that it's right or it's wrong. Really funny, right? But this is like a thing that you don't want to know because whenever anybody goes to the toilet, they wash their hands, right? Recently, down here, I was in a rush, right? So, as usual, go to the loo, come out, run out the door because I'm in a rush. And I thought, oh, I'll be fine. I had to go back and I had to do it. I even did it this morning because I needed the loo when I was here. I'm running out to the loo. Wilson, hurry up then. Hurry up. So I ran out to the loo. I thought, oh, I'll just run back. I tested it all the time. And could I do it without doing what was right? No, I couldn't. I did, it, did what was right. Now, it doesn't make you perfect because we slip up. But it's really good working out, out your relationship with the Holy Spirit. It's worth it. Uh, years ago, uh, God started to talk to um, Bill and I at a small house group we used to go to. I can remember sensing that the Holy Spirit was saying something to the group. I couldn't, for the life of me, remember what it was now. But I remember thinking, I can't say that. I can't say that. But I knew I had something to say. And, um, and I turned to the leader and I said, this is what I feel God saying. Da, 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 da. He said, oh, okay. Now, for me, right, as a leader, you have to clock that. And you have to be sensitive to what the Spirit's saying. And most often, you'll find that the Spirit says, no, don't you share it. Make, not make them, but encourage them to share it. The bloke shared it on my behalf, and it was nothing like what God was trying to say. Don't withhold your gift. Don't withhold it. Don't withhold your smile. Don't withhold your uh, encouragement. Don't ever withhold the gift of God within you. You know, start with your smile. Start with loving others. Start with caring for others. Start with speaking to others. Bill told me a lovely story yesterday. He nipped over to the shop to get some mincemeat, didn't you? And, and I thought to him, I couldn't remember what it was out there. But Bill sa said to me that you'd walk the dogs. No, there was a chap walking the dogs. Can you tell them that story? Yeah, I was just going into the co-op and um, a chap was walking with a gigantic pony. It was a horse. No, it wasn't. It was a dog. It was a Pyrenees mountain dog. Um, and it was a great big woolly bear of a dog. And I said, what a lovely looking dog. Just like that, just walking past. And he said, he said it only speaks French. <laughs> I said, pardon? He said, well... Um, I, I got the dog, um, and it was coming from France, um, but it was delayed because of COVID. And when, by the time it came to me, it only spoke French. <laughs> and I speak seven languages, but I don't speak French. 
And so, so I'm thinking, I'm only going in the co-op for a couple of things, and I'm having this full-on conversation with this, dog, with, uh, with this guy about his dog that only speaks French. <laughs> Bizarre. But he, he walked off chuckling, and I walked into the co-op chuckling. It was just a really nice encounter of just normal nothingness. But it was, I, I just... It was, for me, it was precious. It's interesting, isn't it? Because don't you think that normal nothingness, obviously, sorry, not obviously, but that normal nothingness leads to more conversation? Yeah. Because the next time you see him, the next time he sees you, a little bit like the story of Morris down the end of the road, the long... No, we, don't, we won't tell that story, but no, but it's how you've developed a relationship with Morris, having conversation. Yeah, you were a naughty boy that day, weren't you? But we do get things wrong, don't we? I get things wrong, we all get things wrong. Sometimes. No, no, it's fine, it's fine. But all it was, it was an introduction. That was just, we don't, we don't ever know sometimes why on earth we have conversations with who we're having conversations with. But I think it starts with being prepared to have that conversation. Instead of hiding behind, I can't, I won't, I don't, I don't do that. Because that's going against everything about Jesus within you. Because you're called to witness. You'll do it in your way. You won't all be crazy like me or noisy like me or Bill I'm going to include Bill <laughs> You're, you've got your own temperaments your own characters and God has given you the gifts that he knows you can operate in he knows it when I early on well as time went on as an early Christian young Christian when I understood that I can ask God for gifts of the spirit or gifts his gifts I prayed gift of tongues oh, I have the gift of tongues, but I'm not into that, all right? Because if you read about the gifts of the Spirit and what God gives you, the best one is love. So don't get too caught up on things. But the gift that I really wanted was the gift of the discernment of spirits. And I prayed for that. And I prayed earnestly and asked God, will you, will you give me, can I have that gift? I would really like to operate in that gift. And I believe God has given me that gift of the discernment of spirits. The other gift that I think, talking to you this morning, I can hear my own, my own being saying, you've got to move in it, you've got to move in it. I prayed for the gift of healing. I had the nudge that God was going to use me with healing. And over the years, he has. But someone has recently prophesied over me that there's a, can you remember how it was put? There's a new wave. A new level. In, in the gift of healing. So Dependent on me stirring up the gift, yes. All right, do I want to see people healed? Yes, I do want to see people healed. Yes, so we have to stir up the gifts within us, okay? But the gifts are there, okay? And God is an amazing God. The Bible is clear. He, um, in Romans 12, is full of what they call a, a, a motiv motivational gift, all right, perceiving, serving, teaching, encouraging, giving, ruling, and mercy. Mercy, that's a wonderful gift. 1 Corinthians, in 1 Corinthians, there's, there's these gifts are within it. You can read about it. Wisdom, knowledge, faith, gifts of healing, working of miracles, prophecy, discerning of spirits, tongues and interpretation, and tongues. Sorry, tongues and interpretation of tongues, okay? There's many, many gifts in the Bible. You can read it for yourself, but go after it so that you can become even more effective, a more effective witness for him. 
in sharing the good news and seeing people rescued from dark places brought into light. 1 Peter 4.10 says this, God has given gifts to each of you from his great variety of spiritual gifts. I like that. God has given gifts to each of you from his great variety of spiritual gifts. Manage them well so that God's generosity can flow through you. What a scripture to end on. Bill started in Romans 12 about, and over the weeks we've heard him talk about the, in 1 Timothy where it says, stir up the gift, fan a flame, the gift of God within you. And I think, church, we're in a really good place. And I think the next place for us is that we might take a duck home, think about when we're going to enjoy it, but also on the back of that, think of who we can have around our table at home. And maybe it's not you in this place. Do you know what I mean? It's maybe it's not other people in this place. But that would be a good thing. But if you do do it with people in this place, maybe you need to go one step further and think of who you can have around your table that never comes into this place. But you know quite well, you've got a good friendship. Start having chats. You might find out that the bloke's dog only speaks French and you've got to learn the French language. But who knows where that relationship that Bill has had goes? I don't know. When were you last in a relationship where you were intentional because you knew what you carried? You knew who you were and you knew what you were about and you knew that you were called to witness to other people just through love and care and kindness. Stir up, stir up, stir up the gift of God within you. And I know one primary gift that you all have if you're born again, filled with the Spirit, is love. You've all got it. So stir it up. I saw somebody give a lovely gold star to Debs. And I would imagine it's because she was given it because she is a star. You know, who else in this place believes that they're a gift? You're a gift. You're a gift. You're a gift to the world and God knows it you're special you're important you're valuable and don't let the traumatic times of life and the ups and downs and the bullying and the pushing around and the traumatic marriages and the 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 bad crazy family relationships where you have no relationship don't let it affect your journey with Jesus because eternal life is there waiting Eternal life is coming to all of us that follow Jesus. But we have a job to do while we're on the earth. And one day we'll be with him for eternity. If we've given our life to Jesus and we have received salvation. That we have acknowledged the cross and we walk with him and talk with him. And we love him. And we just continue to daily ask him, fill fill me again Lord. Will you fill me again with your spirit? Lord, I want to hear you today. I want to know you today. I want to go deeper with you. The presence of God in your life and my life is so key. But don't ignore the presence. Don't ignore the presence. Don't ignore the presence. And you know, when you see someone like um, Kate and Carol, they come and they share with us what the amazing thing that's going on uh, around them at the moment and how we as a church are impacting community You can have the same sort of story. All of you can have a story to tell of how God is working if you make the choice 
to move where God says move. Go where he says go. Love as he says love. Care as he says care. Seek earnestly the gifts of God that you maybe don't have. Go after them. Go after them. If you feel as though you need another dose of love, ask God. He'll give it to you. Because that's all he calls us to do is love one another. Love one another as he has loved us. And that means the people out there. And church, that's where we need to be. Caring, considerate, loving, having those people around our tables so that we can build relationship with them so that the church grows. So that nobody goes to hell. We go after people for the purposes of heaven so that they know what you and I have. Okay, stir up, stir up those gifts. I'll read it again and then we finish and hand back to Bill. I've lost my page now, sorry. <coughs> Don't forget the other gifts that God has given to the church in Ephesians 4. Apostle, prophet, pastor, teacher, evangelist. Okay, there are people here that are prophets, possibly apostles, possibly pastors, teachers, evangelists. And the role of those people are to um, stir, up. stir up, stir up the church. Okay, stir up those gifts within us. Okay, yeah. Okay, God has given, this is 1 Peter 4.10. God has given gifts to each of you from his great variety of spiritual gifts. Manage them well so that God's generosity can flow through you. Don't we live in a day and a time where our towns and villages need to know the generosity of a God who loves them? Hey, I think, don't you? Yeah? Let's pray. Let's pray. Father, as we sit around these tables, as we've had some fun and together we've worshipped and adored you this morning, I thank you for the way you lead us to stir one another up to good things, better things. And Lord, uh, thank you that you have filled us with the gift of love. Thank you, Jesus, for the full love in our lives. Father, will you stir us up to be confident to go and do all the things that you ask us to do? Thank you, Jesus, for the scripture that Paul has put in his, word, in his letter, Lord. I can do all things through Christ who gives me strength. I know you give me strength every day to do whatever I need to do on your behalf. And I pray, God, that we'll be mindful of that picture that Kate had of the whirlpool and the people in it that were helpless and going nowhere. But, Lord, that picture showed us you on the side of the bank, pulling the people, rescuing the people out of that place. And I pray, Lord, we'll be mindful of that, that you call us to kneel on the edge of that whirlpool and rescue people. Lord, that's our community. That's our streets. That's the people we meet in our jobs and our work. Father, help us to go beyond what we've ever done before to be that incredible witness of your truth and your life and your love and the way you transform lives. Help us to be really confident in who we are in you that we'll be obedient to you and share those wonderful gifts that you've blessed us with with other people that they can then know the God that we serve. Thank you, Jesus for all that you've done and thank you for this Advent Sunday in the preparations and the days and weeks running up to a time where we remember your birth. But I thank you that you were born the king 
You are the King of kings and Lord of lords. And Jesus, I thank you. And where would I be without you? And how could I have got to this place without you? Thank you for your presence in my life. And I thank you for the presence, your presence in my family and my friends' lives, Lord, that encourages me, that challenges me, that teaches me, that sorts me out sometimes, Lord. Father, we need one another. And I pray that the one lesson we'll learn is that, Lord, we are a gift. We've received you, Jesus, a gift given to us by our Father. And because of that, we're a gift to others. Help us to understand that in Jesus' name. Amen. Brilliant.